All right, we are live. Howdy, howdy, green team. Nice to be back. Nice to be hanging out with you today. And I'm so excited because we have a fun couple of people to talk with about the great, glo great global cleanup. Try and say that fast three times. Um, and how to use a one-day cleanup to spur a movement. Um, so the two folks that we have today is we have Jake Rubenstein from EarthDay.org. Hi, Jake. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so glad that you could join us. And we've got Dan. We've got Dan Diaz with Seed for Calm in the Philippines. Hi, Dan. Hi, Joanne. Happy Earth Day, Jake, <laughs> and everyone watching us live. Thank you. Yeah. Well. And it's midnight in the Philippines, but but that's not going to stop Dan because he's basically <laughs> an energizer bunny any time of the day. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see. So we're going to uh, talk with Dan a bit more in a moment. Um, but yeah, let's start with Jake. So Jake, how did you get interested in, like what brought you to even working with EarthDay.org? So you're the Global Cleanup Campaign Coordinator and the Plastic Pollution Campaign Coordinator. How did you end up at EarthDay.org? Um, so it kind of just happened through internship. I've always been very uh, interested in the environment. I grew up very close to wooded areas. Uh, the Lake Piney Run was right near my house, just a like, mile walk away. So I would always walk there and go fishing with my friends. And I've always been kind of immersed in the environment and you know, playing in it, going camping, kayaking, things like that. I was actually a nature camp leader for three years and went to the nature camp for eight years of my life before that. So wow. just kind of grew up that way. And, <laughs> and where, so just, where was that, Jake? Uh, from my hometown, Sykesville, Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Uh, okay. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and yeah, so I, I majored in environmental studies and uh, took the opportunity to intern at um, Earth Day. At the time, it was called Earth Day Network. And then out of college, I got a job offer and I started my role there in communications and eventually got promoted to the campaign coordinator for these two campaigns. And that's oh, essentially cool. how it went. Yeah. That is so neat. Gosh, mm -hmm. I wish every kid had had that story. Like growing <laughs> yeah, up in nature, yeah. doing environmental studies, get a job in the thing. Yeah, I'm that pretty you lucky. Love. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that's pretty neat. That's really cool. Um, would you like to just give us a little bit of background? You know, the reason that I reached out was because, um, you know, during the pandemic, I'm still hearing people saying, well, we, we stopped organizing events when the pandemic started. And I'm right. like, people, this has been a year now. Yeah. And, and if you are concerned about the environment, you know that we really don't have a year you know, these reports come out that say we have 10 years and that was a couple of years ago. So, right. so we don't really have time to, to just do nothing and wait. And so I love the idea of doing a cleanup because, um, you know, it's something that, that can be figured out during the pandemic. Uh, and then also, as we're going to talk with Dan later, it can be used to, to really leverage how to empower your whole community. So it's not, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be just a one day um, thing. But yeah, can you go ahead and just kind of give us an overview of what the Great Global Cleanup is and 
um, kind of why it's important now and, and maybe some, right. you know, some tips. So, to get us yeah, I would be happy to. So the Great Global Cleanup is our volunteer-based cleanup campaign. It's actually our biggest volunteer-based campaign. Um, we help organize and support cleanups all around the world through different resources on our websites or even just help organizing. Uh, one of the big things that, like you've mentioned, is that we don't have a year to take off. And I understand um, that at the beginning of the pandemic, we were so unsure with what direction to go in. However, now I think that it's important that we realize that if we listen to our local municipalities, governments and cities on how to properly interact in small groups, uh, then we can do cleanups outside. And we're just seeing the plastic and PPE just pile up left and right. So I think it's very, very important that you, you know, organize with the community, maybe meet some new people that you would never have met before and, you know, clean up uh, your local park, uh, street, your favorite trail or anything, because all every little bit helps. And in my mind, and what I tend to see is that once something is cleaned up, uh, once you put that time in and clean up a place, you tend to take pride in that, and uh, you don't want it to be dirty again. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to just see it get dirty after you put in hours of work. So I think that it's super important. It's such a tangible and uh, great way to restore your environment, and on top of that, it's such like an intimate way to interact with the environment around you and really get to appreciate the natural beauty of where you live. That's a that's a really good point. I think the thing about um, you know, switching up this idea. One of the main things I wanted to make sure that we hit on was people would say, well, yeah, if I just go clean up for a day. I'm not really making a difference. But I think what you're getting at, what I'm saying too, is it is also transforming you. <laughs> right, right. It has a big effect on uh, kind of how you can reflect on your own actions for the environment. Um, like I said, if you clean up and then you see someone litter where you just cleaned up, you're probably going to say something. Uh, so it's the same thing. If you were cleaning up and putting all this effort in, then why should you also you know, use a single use piece of plastic? Uh, it, it does help people self-reflect and can be the, you know, the jumping point for like a life of environmental advocacy. Yeah. Well, I think there's the other thing, too. I think it was in the book, The Tipping Point. Um, where Malcolm Gladwell was talking about the, I don't know if I have the correct book, but um, where he said that they did an experiment in one of the subways, maybe New York subway, hmm. where they cleaned the graffiti every single day and crime went down. Hmm. And, and it was just like this, it was that same kind of thing that if you're in a place that feels like it's taken care of, then people change the way that they act. Right. Because of that. And it just by letting the graffiti, they changed nothing else. Everything right. else was the same, but it just had the feeling of kind of neglect and nobody cares what happens here. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's what you're, um, that's what you're saying as well. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that, and there's so much more than that goes into cleaning a cleanup event than just cleaning up. It's, it's community organizing and it's, it's a really a way to take agency of where you live and uh, take responsibility for the places that you care about. And I think there's so much power in, you know, organizing community towards a single goal. And it doesn't have to always be a cleanup. Uh, if you have other goals in your community is that you would like to hit, then community organizing a cleanup is great practice to try and, you know, understand 
how can I get people to rally behind this cause? Uh, so that's something that I also think is really important lesson to learn from it. Yeah, I think that that's great. And that's, that's the other thing I think too, is that, you know, this thing of, if we want to transform our communities, we have to transform ourselves from being right. just a participant to being someone who takes their idea, their own ideas seriously and acts on mm -hmm. them and gets other people to do it, which is what community organizing is. Right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a baby step to, to have some specific thing, like a one day cleanup, see who you can get involved, get some partners. And you're, you're really learning all those key skills that, that you can use going forward. Yeah, certainly. Um, so let's see if we can bring Dan on um, his, his, uh, connection has been a little iffy. So if he's there, I feel like we should, we should bring you into the conversation. So can you hear us now, Dan? Yes. Uh, loud and clear, Joanne and Jake. Yeah, I'm back. Good. Awesome. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Dan, you, one of the things that I learned from you was this idea, and, I, and this is in our, in the Climate Action Challenge book, there's a 90-day plan of how to go from passion to action, how to launch your initiative. And a big part of it is something I learned from you guys, that first you plan, well, you, you go through all these different steps of, you know, your 100 ideal partners and a bunch of other things. But then when you start planning things, the first thing that you plan is a day of action. And the next thing that you plan is a community forum. And so the idea is that before you do your day of action, you also need a training for that. And, uh, you know, so when you do that training, you can really get people interested, uh, like tuned in to what those key issues are. Then they go out there, they see it for themselves, and then they're then it's like, what next? So I learned a lot of this from from you guys and how you do your whole you. eco leader training with the International Coastal Cleanup. So could you tell us a little bit about your your strategy and how that's how that works? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, thanks again, Joanne and Green Team. Um, it's so fortunate to join this. Uh, podcast with uh, Jake from the Earth Day Network. It's great opportunity to be engaged in the global um, campaign. So this year, we are celebrating the, the theme on Restore Our Earth. And uh, last year, with the COVID pandemic, um, our chapters all over the country who were trained in our Echo Leaders Camp um, last year, uh, before the um, actual uh, national cleanup day set on September last year, um, we decided to do a, a cleanup and prevention at home because of the COVID pandemic. We discouraged them to go out, you know, what they can do at home. And for this year, um, we are pushing for campaigns on increase on composting at home so that these compostable can be used for our home garden where we grow our own food. Where we grow our own food, we don't have to buy a lot of food packed in wrappers, packed in plastic. So we are now refusing or limiting this uh, usage of uh, fossil-based uh, fuel products such as uh, plastics. And then second is uh, this year, 
we are also uh, putting in the green bank wherein we integrate and train the uh, household to do segregation at source and uh, know about recyclable items and then donate or put these recyclable items in these eco hubs or recycling bins wherein here in the Philippines there are informal waste pickers they don't have job they just earn from the recyclables of pet bottles and cartons and aluminum cans but sad to say the plastic pet bottles cost very cheap and it's also difficult to recycle so our campaign is getting higher value of recyclables and converting to uh to uh, aluminum cans as much as possible in all these packaging because mm -hmm. it has great greater greater value so these are our our strategy for this year um it's good to to know uh like when you gather a team for a selected cleanup you have an orientation give them the entire picture because people just say okay let's clean up and after the next day it's just there you know but they haven't experienced just just an hour ago i talked to a guy in cebu and he will swim around the island of cebu because we are celebrating our 500 years 500 years uh um this this april on the circumnavigation of the the um, fleet of uh this uh um magellan you know but he failed to circumnavigate but we are celebrating this victory of circumnavigation mm -hmm. and as i said always we are interconnected we have this one planet when you when you sail remembering the circumnavigation from spain around the world the globe for sure there's no plastic yet that time floating <laughs> but when you swim around there are marine litters uh gyres all over and it mm. boils down to our personal um love for the environment that we don't want to generate so much uh pollution generate so much uh yeah. um pollution or trash that we have to clean it and true yeah. jake said like when you should clean it you have to keep it clean and we have to do prevention and collaborative action together so yeah and I, I love how you're you know you're able to pivot so instead of just canceling and say oh we'll wait a year you're because i know like the philippines right now you're in the middle of a serious lockdown um True. where it's like every l movement is limited so to not let that stop you well the other thing i wanted to mention dan was the way that you guys did your eco leader training i think that the the way that you did that where you talk to people before the international coastal cleanup um and you you showed people this is how we map the waste that we collect um this is the data last year of the 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 trash that we collected here are the the manufacturers of this this plastic that came that it was you know from this certain beverage company it was a certain percentage and then and you talked them about environmental laws how environmental laws are made and then when they did the cleanup and they so this is you know before the pandemic when people could get together map the waste worked with the local partners the local cities to help pick that up recycle it do the right thing and then followed up with that big uh, forum where you had everybody come together and talk about the 
the laws. So I believe that that has actually helped change some of the laws, right? So some of the data that you gathered during those cleanups has led to um, being able to change some of the local ordinances around around plastics. Yeah, true. In fact, um, um, the city of Lapu-Lapu, where a historic city celebrating its uh, 500 years of victory, um, had an ordinance already based on um, uh, what you call this uh, um, banning of this uh, single-use plastic because based on the data during international coastal cleanups, plastics has been the major contributors of all the cleanups and the government the local government don't know where to manage and to recycle to recycle them so that's that's one and then this time a lot of cities now in the philippines are also doing ordinance on proper disposals of face masks and face shields so that people will be able to know how to dispose them so it ends up now with the local government and these uh, waste management facilities not just to throw anything anywhere on these yeah. uh, PPEs and um, face masks. So that's, that's, uh, that's one thing. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. that's one yeah, thing well, for prevention of mm -hmm. the spread of, of virus. And I'm going to bring Jake back in here too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Because that was one of the things that, that you were mentioning, Jake, was that there's more the PPEs and the masks and all that stuff that are that are a big part of it. So yeah, so seeing this idea, you do a cleanup, you gather the data, and then you're able to go to your local government officials and say, this is what's happening. Here's the data. We need to do something, set up uh, um, some guidelines or, or a change in ordinance. Um, so it's, it's definitely more than a one day. Um, and Jake, would you tell us a little bit about um, both the details of when the actual Great Global Cleanup dates are? Uh, Dan had mm -hmm. mentioned there's also the International Coastal Cleanup, and I think the Great Global Cleanup also again in September. Um, uh, National Cleanup Day is in September. National Cleanup Day is in September. Yeah. Okay. And the, the International Coastal Cleanup that, that, the, that Dan is a part of um, is in September as well. Mm -hmm. But would right. you tell us some of the dates, uh, the date for the Great Global Cleanup, and then also maybe give some examples of some of the communities that that are doing some things that are that are kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am working right now. Uh, so let me start with the dates. Sorry, um, the dates that we are working with um, start at the beginning of April and go all the way until the first week of May. Uh, so we don't want to use just one single day as the great global cleanup, because I think that would just constrain a lot of people. And it's really unfair to certain schedules and things that have to be done or, you know, not everyone's schedule fits just on Earth Day. So we use all of April to take that time and allow people to clean up. And we also try to collect data. We actually have a citizen science app that's coming out on April 15th called Global Earth Challenge that will allow people to take pictures of the waste that they're cleaning up. Um, and then also it can be identified and classified as what type of pollution and we can use that data in very similar ways as mentioned um, in order to kind of identify the major actors and like what type of major plastics tend to be ending up in these communities around the world. Um, and that's just valuable data that again, you can bring to government officials or you know make breakdowns of why is this ending up here and why is this type of plastic here? Um, 
Yeah, it's very interesting. So there are communities um, all around the world right now that are working to, you know, make cleanups. We have hundreds of cleanups uh, already registered on our interactive cleanup map at cleanup.earthday.org. Um, with uh, hundreds in the U.S., we have many all over the country as well. I mean, all over the world as well. Um, I know that the city of Toronto has several cleanups. Uh, there's great ones in New York. Um, there uh, and there's very creative ones too. Like there's a like a Peloton um, group that's all working together to do cleanups. Uh, there's a lot of uh, very creative solutions to get around COVID. For example, uh, there. Um, doing things like just encouraging individuals within your network in order to go out and do cleanup so you're not grouping together too much. Uh, there's a lot of great partners that we're working with in uh, San Diego, such as I Love Clean San Diego and Outdoor Outreach that are doing cleanups all over the city um, and the county itself in order to, you know, really pick up a lot of waste that's on their shorelines, but even within the parks and uh, other parts of the communities as well. I think that, uh, one of the big things I always say is like, hey, I was wondering if you want to do a cleanup. Um, people were like, we don't live near a beach. I'm like, well, you don't have to live near a beach to do a cleanup. And I think that's a misconception that a lot of people uh, get is that, that you know, um, it has to be a park or it has to be a beach, but that's not true. It can be your front lawn or, you know, your the block that you live on um, just to like Im uh, improve the community a little bit and ensure that that plastic that's on the ground doesn't end up in the ocean. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of great people working all around the world uh, in order to, you know, support, uh, I want to say support Earth Day. We want to support them uh, just so, you know, support their communities and try and clean up and do the right thing. Is, is there something, Jake, that you think as far as environmental justice, are there communities that are kind of using the great global cleanup, like using cleanups as a way, as we were talking before, to to work in those underserved communities, communities of color? Um, uh, certainly, kind of and, I, and I hope so. Um, so there's some that I know of specifically that mm -hmm. uh, we are actually supporting some organizations um, that work in underserved communities uh, through cleanups. Uh, we're providing them resources in order to do them. And we're also trying to you know, help tell their story and explain what's going on in their community and how can we, uh, you know, how can a cleanup help there and how can a cleanup be used to uh, help beyond the just the cleanup itself? So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people around the country and around the world that uh, work in these communities in order to, you know, not only make the community look better, but also show the power of organi organizing. And I, that's the point that I was getting to earlier. I think that if these communities that are seeing these environmental issues um, more than other communities that might not be as uh, underserved as they are, well, if you organize and you all work towards a goal, then I believe uh, you, know, it, you can really take agency for your community and start to speak for yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and I think like the work that Dan's doing and the, that their their communities are doing oh, in the absolutely. Philippines because, absolutely. you know, the, as when we think about climate justice, the Philippines is one of the most highly at risk and experiencing the impacts of climate change. And yet they're one of the lower carbon emitters um, on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so I think this Certainly. thing, of, you know, 
even maybe you decide not to do one in your area, but you decide to support somebody else like, uh, yeah. like seed for calm, uh, which the, right. the link is there. They're doing all kinds of cool stuff, everything from typhoon relief to, um, entrepreneurial stuff for, for farmers and urban gardens and all, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, right. Jake, Jake, do you want to say real quick how people, what people should do? And then let's turn over to Dan and, uh, and ask the same question. Um, but what, what would you recommend people do if they want to get involved, Jake? Um, if you want to get involved, then I recommend that you first start checking by your, uh, with your municipality or whatever local government system you live in, in order to ensure that you are allowed to organize. I know there's places around the world where you can't. And uh, if you can't do it, then, you know, that stinks, but that's just how it is. Um, so first, yeah, check you your local guidelines. Like, Make sure. like, you, like you said, you know, you can come up with another way where you, right, right. You know, yeah. it's, it's communal, but you're all doing it separately. Exactly. So, so yeah, maybe try and do it individually within your community. Exactly. Right. Um, but if you can, then I would also suggest that uh, you check out our organizers checklist. It goes over the steps of how to organize a cleanup. And essentially, I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but I please use the resource. Uh, you want to find a place that is safe for everyone and that you know needs a cleanup. You want to identify people that you know will be there with you and actors that you can uh, rely on. And then you want to make sure that you have gloves and something to grab the waste with. And then afterwards, you, you certainly, and this is very important, you want to make sure you're disposing of the waste properly. Um, try and separate the things that can be recycled and make sure that all the trash is getting into the right place because otherwise it could just end up back in the environment. And that's the last thing we want. Right, right. Okay, and then they can just go to earthday.org and find the cleanup, um, the Great Global Cleanup link, or I posted it there, cleanup. I did, yes, thank you for that. .org. So, yep. yeah, get going there, find the, the toolkit. If you decide to organize something, then you can um, you can post it there. And also, I know that we found a couple in Colorado. Uh, there's mm -hmm. one in Westminster, so maybe you just want to be part of somebody else's cleanup but either way it's a great a great place to start right um, okay cool thank you and so how about you dan if people want to get involved maybe support something that you're doing in the philippines uh what mm -hmm. what would you recommend okay so there's no such thing as throw away we always throw in our planet so wherever you are it's still in our one home uh <laughs> one planet earth so that's why we have to live the Earth Day every day. And uh, what we can do, you know, so here in the Philippines, cleanup has been part of our systems, but as I said, it lacks the engineering, it lacks the technology, it lacks, you know, funding to uh, collect them properly. So we're now happy, like the bill on the expanded producers' um, responsibility are in the, in the readings of the Senate and that there's the national bill on the single-use plastics coming up, you know, um, because as I said, why do we have to keep on opening the tap where we can really handle these these plastics uh, here in the archipelago of the Philippines? And coastal communities, island communities are so poor in resources. In fact, just today, the youth that we have in the island of Hilotungan told me like, hey, Sir Dan, I want your help because we're now cleaning every week 
of the island, but we don't have rake, we don't have a uh, shovel. So I said, okay, I, I will give me time. I will find a way to, to <laughs> give you the rake because now they are keep on cleaning. Before they don't, they don't. But now every week, as as their commitment as a as a fraternity brotherhood group. And uh, also earlier this hour, there was this guy I talked to, I coached, that he will circumnavigate the, the island. You know, uh, one person um, doing this challenge to do swim around a small island in Mactan uh, to campaign for clean seas, to campaign for plastics, is now one highlight story of the news. And what will be the message? You know, you have one person doing an extra mile, and then what is his message? So the message here is we have to restore our earth. Our message here, we love land, we love air, we love water. It's the law of life. So if we keep on killing the law of life, it kills us. So that should be our 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 approach. So I'm fortunate to talk to this guy, um, Ivan Allegres, and uh, he will also be one of a story that I'd like to to help, not to amplify his message on the yeah. national and international um, campaign on this marine litter. And you know, in Philippines, it's not just the plastics and cleanup. So we are suffering from these ghost nets, fish nets. Our reefs have been killed by plastics, and we don't have enough, um, you know, uh, food supply now. So one of our programs now is we incorporate environmental conservation and enterprise how they can earn from it like in our island i am calling help to provide this uh fish traps so that they could have more fish and then this uh, fish aggregates you know so the fishermen can get more fish so it's more on livelihood and in return when we give it to them we tell them about our protection laws on each on the water and then we ask them to clean up uh their area not to throw their fish nets then we have other things like upcycling yeah. recycling you know and higher value and introducing now very excited the green bank the green bank philippines which we increase the recycling rates uh of the household informal waste speaker get them either for free or they pay a little and they go to the local junk shop where they earn a lot of money and it's clean recyclables and then yeah. we have to find and establish local recycling industries in the Philippines, not anymore to ship it anywhere, you know. So right. that's one one so thing you, of clean you up. Can see why, um, you can see why we love Dan, because like he's doing <laughs> everything. So if no, you're, if, I know it's like, and it was like during the pandemic when suddenly, um, people, farmers and fishermen had produce and fish, but they didn't have a way to connect it. Uh, they work to do these, you know, kindness stations and all kinds of things. So no matter what's going on, if, if there's somebody that you want to support, um, then I think Seed for Calm would be a good place because they do take this kind of entrepreneurial, you know, you're not just telling people don't do it, but it's like, here, let's see if we can work together, whether it's at yeah. home or with, you know, urban urban gardens. And so I put that link in there. And then finally, I want to say that the Earth Week Summit is coming up. And this is, uh, it's really April 17th to the 24th are our dates. We have workshops talking about how to go from passion to action in 90 days. We're going to be sharing what 
people did during the International Climate Action Challenge in 2020. And so what they just came in with an idea September 1st and what they've been able to do uh, since then, which is incredible, um, you know, planting 43,000 trees and uh, and starting 55 gardens and two farms, and one of them being uh, with you, Dan, um, with with the Earth Fairies, which was an 18-year-old who was like, I want to do something. And by the end, they thought they started a blog. By the end, they had a farm. It was so cool. Um, so we're wow, gonna, that's awesome. Isn't it? It's like so cool. So we're going to be talking about that and the 2021 challenge as well and how to get involved. Um, but we also, we just got the, uh, our, our favorite um, uh, meteorologist here in Denver. I thought he was a weatherman, but ex that's not the right terminology. But I mean, he's somebody <laughs> that my kids grew up with, Mike Nelson. He just wrote a book called The, the World's Littlest Climate, Act, Climate Change Book. So he's one of our speakers. We have Shana Oliver with Mom's Clean Air Force and Sarita um, Perrick with um, Glow and Gather. She started a business with her niece and nephew um, when they were in middle school. So we have like all kinds of cool stuff and all, I think we have 37 partners now, including, so we're a partner with earthday.org. So we're promoting all the, the cool events that earthday.org has. Seed for Calm is one of our partners. So it's just a big happy family uh, reunion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I hope that you will join us for earthweeksummit.com. It's free. The last day to be a, a promoting partner, and Dan, we already got you signed up, um, is March 31st. So if you want to, to get your name out there and help us spread the word, uh, then, then do that as well. All right. Any, any last comments, Jake, anything else that we missed that you wanted to make sure that we got in before we wrap? Um, no, I just think it's important for us to, uh, you know, think globally and act locally. Like you said, some people think that they're not making much of a change by doing a cleanup, but if everyone's doing one, then you're part of a greater change, uh, and a greater force. So yeah, just, uh, do your part this earth day and, you know, we can all make a difference. Yeah, right. And then I think that that is that that empowering instead of feeling mm -hmm. helpless, you find out there are people that care and that that cleanup is just the beginning. It's not the exactly. end. That's exactly. Exactly. Beginning. Um, also, thank you, Dan, for adopting our um, theme for Earth Day, Restore Our Earth. That makes me really happy to hear. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and how about you, Dan? Any other thing that we should mention before we let you go to sleep <laughs> yeah no i just sleeping a bit yeah my my last one will be related to r no and to increase the movement we need to recruit recruit one person so every mm -hmm. day we recruit and we have this uh exponential change uh because mm -hmm. of that friendship because of that influence and then we will be able to have to restore our earth as fast as we can we don't have to go to Mars and stay there and live there. We can <laughs> Yeah, what happens after we mess up Mars, you know, where are we going to go next? Yeah, I've also heard the R that I like also ripple, ripple, mm -hmm. where, you know, like ripple, the, yeah. the, the, the group in Trinity, the Trinity Forestry Service, they work in the slums of Kampala. When they train mm -hmm. one person, that person needs to train five people and they come back in a month and meet that team. And it's like, wow. man, that's that's the way to mm -hmm. um, to really get it to be this kind of global 
global transformation. So the global cleanup, restore our earth, all this um, cool stuff that we're all working on together. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jake. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, everybody. The Green Team Academy, Green Team, for, for hopping in today and hope to see everybody at the Earth Week Summit. We have a month-long pop-up group, which opens April 1st. And so this is just a chance to hang out with people that are as nutty as you are about loving the planet and hear what everybody's doing and uh, collaborate with folks in the group. So hope to see you there as well. All right. Bye. Bye, Jake. Thank you. And thank you. Thanks for having bye, me. Nice everyone. to meet you, Dan. You bet. Okay. Thank bye, Dan. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye.